0: up there all the way to the last stop on the line at 207th street. It's like I was taking a trip to Albany or something and I'm glad I brought along this sports magazine to break the boredom. So I'm reading this piece on how Bill Russell is going to eat up Wilt the Stilt, and all as well until I reach 125th street and onto the train stumbles this old Irish drunk and he sits right next to me smelling like a brewery, and laying this gibberish sob drama on me. It never fails. Like, I hate these old peckers, but I think they search through trains looking for me, you know? Because in a half-filled car, they'll always pass up anyone else and come right over to me, either cursing, insane, bumming coin, or worst of all, the old sob routine. The trouble with me is I never had the nerve to tell them to fuck off or go find another seat myself so what happens is that after about two stops or so later I'm really involved with the dumb story the dude is laying on me though I can't understand half of what he's saying and I, I even start rapping back like yeah, yeah, I, I know I know just what you mean. The same thing happened to a man I knew, and, and he became a drunk from it, and blah, 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 etc. You know, taking the dude really serious as if he were making sense. This particular guy today took the cake... He kept leaning all over me with his drooling mug, telling me how he killed his wife by accident by dropping a big mirror on her head as they were putting it up together or some shit like that. And every 10 seconds, sticking a bottle of Twister in my face, asking me to take a drink. So anyway, as usual, the transfer cop comes along at 181st Street, kicks the guy off the train, gives me this pathetic, sad, waved goodbye by as the train was pulling out like he was thinking who's gonna listen to me now and i felt blank and sad like always after that happens
1: shower helps, so does the thought of lunch. Pro football players eat well, but wisely. Lunch is a refreshing meal and light. No one wants to eat too much because there's still another practice on the day's schedule. Usually, lunch starts with hot soup and a cool salad of lettuce and tomatoes, but there's no spicy dressing for the salad. It's too hard to digest. Next come cold cuts like ham and roast beef, assorted cheeses, tuna fish, and bread, and rolls. Players can drink fruit juices, lemonade, iced tea, or even hot coffee. No milk at lunch, though. A pro training camp is like a football school. Players spend more time in classrooms than they do on the practice field. The rookie who fails to do his homework with the team playbook soon falls behind the rest of his teammates. The playbook contains hundreds of plays and formations. It is also a guide for training camp rules. It gives the schedule for meals, the time of meetings and other helpful information. Rookies often study their playbooks in their dormitory room after lunch. The playbook is never far from their reach. There is time after lunch for other things, too, like writing letters home, or reading a book, or maybe a friendly game of cards. Players also use this period to take short naps before the start of afternoon practice. By 2.30 in the afternoon, most of them are on their way to the gym to get their ankles taped and to suit up for another long practice.
2: Black Plastic, Mutiny Radio, dot .fm, where all the sound you hear is from plastic that's flat and black and full of grooves.
3: Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. Every who down in Hoover liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Hoover, did not. The Grinch laughed in his throat. And he made a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat. And he chuckled and clucked. What water a, what a great Grinchy trick! <laughs> With this coat and this hat, I look just like Saint Nick. <laughs> All I need is a reindeer. The Grinch looked around. But since reindeer are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the old Grinch? No! The Grinch simply said, If I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he called his dog, Max. Then he took some red thread, and he tied a big horn on the top of his head. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he hitched up old mats. Then the Grinch said, The slaves started down towards the homes where the hooves lay a snooze in their town. The the smile most unpleasant around the whole room. And he took every present. Pop guns, and bicycles, roller skates, drums, checkerboard, tricycles, popcorn, and plums. And he stuffed them. Chimbley, then he slugged to the ice box
4: Just to solve all his problems, and he's bringing me down. I just
1: God had told Jonah to go and prophesy against Nineveh and Jonah was afraid to do it and he ran away. So God sent me after him, as if you can run away from God.
0: Am I in time? Time what
5: for? To catch your ship where you'm going? Anywhere. Away from here. Anywhere. Sword and of cruise-like? Yes, that's right. Well, we'm going to Tarshish. Not any good to you? It's not near Nineveh, is it? Nineveh? Bless your heart, no. Nineveh? Why, that's... Well, I don't rightly really know where that is, but it ain't nowhere near Tarshish. Good. Good. To Tarshish, then.
1: Anywhere that's away from Nineveh. Up aboard, then.
5: master. Much like the look of the weather, Mr. Andromedes. We're going to run into a storm, sir. Uh, collect the passengers amidships, Mr. Andromedes, and wait for further orders. Aye, aye, sir. You, sir, where are you from? I am an Egyptian, sir. Hmm. Tell me, Egyptian, did you cause this storm? You or your gods? No, sir, not I, nor my gods. Yeah, well, you better pray that it goes away or it may sink us. Pray to your gods to abate the storm I will. him obey my orders and come on deck. He's got to pray. We've all got to pray. No one can be excused. This storm has been sent by someone's god, and I want to know who's. Get this Jonah up here at once. Aye, aye, sir. Go on. Pray. If you value your miserable hides, get on your knees and pray. sleep. I am here. Then get over there with the rest of them and pray. Pray to your God, whatever his name is, to get us all out of this mess. So,
2: plastic, Uniradio.fm. fly black blessing on uni radio fm
6: listener. We have some urgent news from the front. Thanks to Wania Thabo of Buckskin Revolution and season six of Alone. Go check her out on her YouTube. She sent me some important community environmental advocates foundation news. Canadian firm proposes opening Grass Valley Mine. Public comments are due by August 17th, 2020. This is very, very time sensitive in that August 17th is next week, and Grass Valley, California, Nevada County recently announced that a long-awaited public process will begin on a controversial proposal by Canadian mining company RISE Gold Corp to reopen the historic Idaho-Maryland mine. Located in Grass Valley, the mine opened Last operated in 1956 and shut down due to financial difficulties and diminishing production. Yet it left behind a legacy of both a legendary gold mine and a prolific amount of environmental damage. The lure of possible untapped riches has continued to this day. As recently as eight years ago, the previous owner, M Gold Mining, abandoned its second effort to open the mine due to an inability to resolve environmental issues and exhausted financial resources. Now RASE Gold is betting on succeeding where others have failed and has submitted mining permit application documents to the Nevada County Planning Document Department. On Friday, July 17th, Nevada County released a notice of preparation that summarized the project and starts the public review process. Citizens are invited to give comments and feedback on the plan by August 17th, 2020. That's next week. There will be no virtual public hearing. Instead, the public is invited to watch a pre recorded presentation that will be posted for viewing by July 27th. Citizens will not be able to give verbal comments, but are being asked instead to send a letter with their concerns. To the county, Community Environmental Advocates Foundation members have asked the county to extend the deadline on the comment period until September 16th so that the public has adequate time to review the proposal and send in their concerns. Quote, this is a massive and complex project with a permit application of over 100 documents to serve the public interests and assure that all the potential impacts are studied, we are asking the county to provide more than the minimal 30-day review period, unquote, stated Ralph Silverstein, CEA Foundation President. According to the project documents, mining will take place 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The main access to the mine and processing facilities will be located at the 119-acre New Brunswick site, located at the corner of Brunswick and East Bennett Roads. About 1,500 tons of waste rock and tailings will be processed from the mine daily, with most of it being deposited on-site or trucked to the 56-acre former mine site on Idaho-Maryland Road west of Centennial Drive. Over the course of 11 years, these built-up engineer-fill piles of mine waste will cover 75 total acres to heights up over 90 feet. They will be graded on top so that they may be utilized for future development. The mine waste will be transported by trucks making up to 100 round trips per day, 16 hours per day, seven days a week. Quote, I don't think people have an understanding of how impactful this will be to our community. We're looking at a two gravel quarry type operations in Grass Valley built upon two sites covering a total of 75 acres, more than 100 truck trips daily, and all the noise and dust associated with that, unquote, added Silberstein. Three years ago, a Canadian firm, Rise Gold, purchased the properties and began preparatory work. A prolonged period of exploratory drilling was a constant source of irritation to the neighbors due to the -the round-the-clock noise, and numerous complaints were filed. Already, conservation organizations, local residents, and community groups have expressed concerns about the mine's impact on air quality, noise, traffic, groundwater, local habitat, and threats to domestic wells in the area. The proposed highly industrial mine site is surrounded by residential neighborhoods. One major issue from the previous effort to open the mine was the impact of dewatering the miles of underground tunnels, requiring pump pumping out 250 acre-feet of groundwater into South Fork Wolf Creek initially, and then perpetually pumping after that. All of this water must be treated to remo- remove pollutants. In addition to the impacts proposed, uh, of the proposed dewatering the plan indicates that a long stretch of the creek will be encased in pipes to act as an underground storm drain for the entire property quote we are concerned about the nonstop discharge of large amounts of water from the mine into the creek unquote stated jonathan keen of wolf creek community alliance quote south wolf creek should not be treated like a storm drain keenan added We are concerned about chemical pollution from mining operations and about local wells becoming polluted or going dry. Residents of the area also expressed concern about the impact on their neighborhoods, quality of life, and home values. The proposed buildup of mine waste rock and tailings on the main Brunswick site backs up to rural residential neighborhoods where people have settled seeking peace and quiet in the natural setting amongst trees. Quote, when we bought our home, the nearby Brunswick site was zoned for light industrial, which didn't concern us. But to open this mine, they needed to rezone it, which will change the very nature of the area we live in, stated Christy Hubbard, a resident of Grass Valley. And like many of our neighbors for miles around, we live on a well that produces the sweetest water and costs practically nothing. It's not clear to me that any expert could absolutely guarantee we won't lose that. Strong local opposition to reopening mines is certainly not a new thing in Nevada County, but recent history raised the level of concern to new heights following the opening of the Siscon mine in 1995. After posting a significant bond and gaining assurances that the wells in the area were safe and the impacts of dewatering the mine, a permit was granted, only to find that within a short period of time, wells were sucked dry and rendered unusable quote water is the most precious resource in our foothill communities. In the mid-1990s as a result of the Siscon Gold Corporation operators, we lost numerous residential wells on the San Juan Ridge due to catastrophic dewatering of our aquifer explained Sol Henson of the San Juan Ridge Taxpayers Association. This included the loss of the well at Grizzly Hill School, the primary grade school of the ridge. Since that event 25 years ago, Grizzly Hill School, still has to treat its water for contaminants as a result of that mining activity. Much like the dewatering plan proposed by RASE, Ciscon promised everything, and then suddenly our wells were ruined. We hope history doesn't repeat itself, unquote. The notice of preparation is available on the county website. That's at mynevadacounty.com 3054, Environmental Impact Record. Again, that's www.minenevatacounty.com, backslash three zero five four, black environmental impact report. Information on how to submit a letter to the county can be found at CEA NC.org. Mining. Now is the time to make sure the county is right, asking the right questions about the Idaho Maryland mine. The mission of the Community Environmental Advocates. Foundation CEA Foundation is to perform research, education, and advocacy to promote public policy and actions resulting in responsible land use and environmental protection in Nevada County and the Sierra Nevada region. All right. Wolf Creek Community Alliance WCCA is a volunteer run 501c3 nonprofit organization focused primarily on cleaning up Wolf Creek and restoring this neglected community resource to a condition of optimal health and integrity. For the benefit of all its human and wildlife inhabitants that's at wolfcreekalliance.org and the primary purpose of the san juan ridge taxpayers association is to promote the environmental social and economic well-being of the san juan ridge community located in nevada county california california so thank you wania of buckskin revolution located in grass valley uh, she was in season six of Alone. She lasted 73 days in the wilderness. She now teaches ancestral skills in workshops. Right now, I, I believe she's working online, but she's done gatherings and she's just an amazing human being. So thank you for sending that. Winia. Again, that's Community Environmental Advocates Foundation and try to write a letter before the 17th of August to um, shut down, not let the opening of the Grass Valley Mine Happen again in Grass Valley. So check that out. Thanks again, Wania. And we'll be right back with more Mutiny Radio stuff because the stream's back up.